0: Oh. Do you sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan oh. probably sits second. Oh God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> He's making me like I'm from
1: a cameo. Like I'm coming in and go. hand out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be reviewing the week 15 of the NFL season. And the big one, the World Cup final that took place on Sunday afternoon. Joining me to go through it is Skin and Sam. Lads, welcome back. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. It's great to have you both alongside me to discuss such a prestigious event and what a oh. game it was. Sam, skin dead.
0: Yeah, skin... yeah, I'm alright as well, mate. <laughs> I can thank say, you can't say he yeah. just died or
1: something.
2: Yeah, I think he needs to introduce us individually. I reckon give us a chance to like see how we are. Because otherwise, yeah, but that means I've got to every, describe
1: so. you both individually. And I'm, No, yeah, I'm yeah, just, got just got saying, like, Sam, you're alright, whole... mate. Yeah, I'm alright
2: you mate, think you're, you're your
1: special. <laughs> I'm alright, mate. Skinny, I'm you're alright, right, yeah. You tired. had you yeah, had a yeah, good I'm, I'm, time. You enjoy. He's very tired. I'm right tired tonight. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, but we'll we'll get through it. I was, I uh, was, your weekend, Aggie. It was all right, thank you, mate. Yeah, and today's been even better. Waking up for work to realise that I got annual leave, so I've just sat in children and chilled
0: a lot bugger all, all day. <laughs> I
1: know. Yeah, long weekend, aren't you? Friday, and Saturday off. I uh, mean, Sam
2: uh, unfortunately didn't have a long weekend, but we're we're ready for Christmas break coming up, aren't we? we but are. yeah, all good. Bloody uh, are. Uh, Aggie, last question about your weekend. Make your long weekend before we get stuck into the action. But no, I you didn't have to get sack of this weekend. Oh, bloody hell! I knew exactly <laughs> where you are going yet. with that. <laughs> it,
1: it. We've done this too often. Um, yeah. Right, talking about the World Cup final, oh, Argentina baby. against France. Sam, I'm going oh, to come no. across to you because I think on social media you're the one that was ever present throughout the entirety of that game.
0: Oh, where on earth am I supposed to start with that game? Honestly, it was start, start at the beginning. Start of the <laughs> let's go. Let's go back to square one. Start with start with anthem, mate. You gave it shout out. So <laughs> anthem start with did, that. didn't I? I said didn't the last show. That's one thing I couldn't wait for the uh, the Argentinian anthem, and my God, it just set the it set the standard for at least the first half. Anyway, it would just Argentine were pumped up. The uh, they just attacked the game. They were so much more aggressive than French in that first half. Got the two goals that they rightfully deserved, and um I will make. I was making notes as the game went on. At one point, I just stopped and put, "Where is Mbappe?" In one of my notes, I just thought, "He's not. He's, uh, he's not made a, an absolute any kind of footprint in this game whatsoever." If you noticed, Argentina were constantly doing that little ball to the left wing over top. They were really exposing Kounde at right back and Dimaré. I think he. um he had an absolute game and half, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, second half, French must have done something on about 60 minutes. Just seemed to have woke up. There was a lot of talk about this um, this virus or you know illness that had gone through the camp, and whether the fatigue levels were a bit too high and they, they couldn't quite compete on the on the level that Argentina did. But uh, something changed on 60 minutes. I think, well, it tells you everything that I think on 40 minutes, France made a double change, didn't they? And uh, did you see uh, after
2: the Argentina's
0: second goal, they made a double change up top? Did you see Giroud's reaction to coming off? Yeah, it was a bit. Wow. He was not a happy boy. He was yeah. not a happy boy. Uh, but it, it definitely worked. I mean, that Dembele, he, I, I, don't, I don't rate him, you know. He, he's got yeah. all the pace in the world, but I just don't think he's got a great end product. If you and, remember, yeah. I think it was the round of
2: 16 game. It weren't against England, but I'm sure it was before that. I mentioned that he was just shocking. He seemed like Mbappe was doing what he was doing. Giroud was doing what he was doing. Griezmann was doing what he was doing. That sort of front four, but... He seemed to be such a weak link, like like you said there. That the it was just the pace. Like so yeah. many times, his pace was making up for such a poor, heavy first touch, and That's then. It, so yeah, I, I think I mentioned might have been the semi-finals or the final. I can't remember, but Kingsley Coman was making such an impact when he was coming on on that bottom oh. side, and which I'm Went sure you're going to just... gonna get into now, but. I don't know why he wasn't starting games, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to not give a full breakdown in the entire games, so I want I want to leave you <laughs> minute by it a minute. To, to leave to something to talk about. But um, oh, uh that Brighton owner, by the way, but he's delighted with uh, Mac Allister. <laughs> Mac, Mac Alist- Fingerspace Alistair. <laughs> Mac, oh, it drives me mad that name does. But uh, yeah, his value has gone up a bit. I think. Don't you think? Yeah, uh, it'll be
2: uh, it'll be licking his lips. He's. I saw a post on Facebook earlier that. Uh, He's absolutely primed for a seventy million pound transfer to <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea's bench. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. it sounds about right,
0: doesn't it? Uh, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, um, I mean, on sixty minutes, the uh, France hadn't even had a shot, registered a single shot at goal, not not even on target. Just they'd not had a shot in the entire game after an hour. Yeah, and then something changed around the eighty minute mark. Obviously, you, Mbappe just seemed to come alive. Uh, what a goal! By the way, that second goal—that oh, uh, the outrage, the audacity. To take that first time on that yep. fo- fo- volley at far corner, oh my god, it was. I thought the Argentines' second goal were were class that counter attacking one, but yeah, I think I think that might have topped it. To be honest, it
2: has it, has to, considering fast. all the circumstances, like the the Argentina goal, as you say, the, the move was fantastic, but yeah, yeah, the fact that he's hit that first time, not the best height when he's. If you look at the point of of hitting the ball, it's not at the best height. You know, he's he's kind of sliding to the floor to, to get the right contact with it. Yeah. He's got a yeah. bit of room around him to take a touch set himself and obviously bury it in a corner. But that just that tells you everything about the level of player he is to to do what he did on that stage in that moment mm-hmm. with his team
0: two one down. But yeah. yeah. So that was were, that were just 90 minutes. So so games 2-2, <laughs> we're going to extra time. And I tell you what, if there was one game to completely destroy our argument for getting rid of extra time and going straight to yeah. penalties, it was that game because that yeah. extra time was the greatest extra time I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was just yeah. end-to-end. And I, uh, I can't think I compared it to, like, two other anyway, just throwing a makers at each other in yeah, the, yeah, boxing it terminology. Yeah, I I was
2: Perfect analogy, I think. It's just
0: both teams just going at it. Obviously, Argentina then took the lead through Messi again. Um, but but now the French come back. ball won it, I think. P- yes, set. it was. Yeah, yeah. and uh, all I've got to say is on on that final, I was quite glad England wasn't actually a part of it because uh, I think I'd have been pronounced dead on around 82nd minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, I after think we'd scored of... two in 95 yeah, seconds. It. So, to soon as, soon as soon as Kane had scored two and pulled us back in that, oh, I'd, I'd, that's it, i had been a life support yeah. machine and uh, fibs coming out, and that uh, that'd been me there. But, no, penalties. Um, he's a bugger in T, Odemi Martinez. He's oh, a little bugger in that boy. goal. Y- you know what, mate? And, and I'll
2: quickly say this, but yeah, the, the, the people saying about how it's unsportsmanlike mm, and it's yes. all this, right? How many players, sort of over the last eight to ten years, changing their run-ups and fucking about and yeah, pausing and jumping and all this bullshit? I think we mentioned it recently. Might not have been on the pod, just in a yeah. separate conversation. But yeah, unfair, yeah, keepers coming off the line, but players can do this. Fuck that! If players can do all this in their in their fucking power, it's a very good point off a player. Why can't a keeper do the same thing,
0: throwing a ball away or fucking giving him a bit of shit? Like, fuck off. If you know what? We can't wait one way. You've completely turned me a 180 on that because I had come in and I was going to berate him for it. But you're absolutely right there. I've not even yes, thought... Yes, get wow, in. You've, you've done well there. I've not even thought about the other side of it where strikers are stopping halfway through the run waiting for the keeper to just tilt to one side and stroke yeah. it. I And I hate that and all. I think once you start your run up, you should finish your run up. You shouldn't yeah. uh, be able. To, it was a rule as well, were not it? At one point, it was for a that, bit, yeah. Yeah, now I, I did like that when they when they did that brought that in, but now you're absolutely right. So any kind of uh, mastery of the dark arts, as they call it, um, I am, <laughs> I am, I am I'm, I'm, all, I'm all on board. You're, shit you're out, sorry. Yeah, complete shit out. He's got it in him, and all hasn't All the way through tournament, he's been like love that. it
2: absolutely love it mate little little bugger and but that, yeah. that
0: save as well just to quickly
2: go back to oh. him and, and to the game but nine three minutes of added time added on in the second period of extra time I think there was like three minutes 20 seconds on the clock and it, it, it was an amazing it, just in, in in that bubble it was a f- yeah. phenomenal save yeah. like outstretching his leg it was a the volley was he hit it perfectly that's going right in the bottom corner but it, it, when you take absolutely everything into account that for me is the greatest save of all time it, it has to be when you take it's, you, you know the time the world cup final the the how what was on the clock the fact that they then went on to win on penalties like uh, it, it's got to be it's got to be the best save ever
1: I'd say it's yeah. certainly in the
2: conversation
1: Skin, you, I don't not know not if good. it was before the the game started, you mentioned about how a lot of teams have got to be looking at Martinez, I was quite surprised when he was released from Arsenal, they let him go and obviously yeah. went to Aston Villa, you mentioned about how you thought that there's a chance that bigger sides could be looking at him Sam, if I remember rightly, your response to that was, mm, I'm not too sure, has your opinion of that changed after his performance in the final? No, because that was after the performance in the final Oh right, um, okay
0: yeah, Dawson. I mean, right. It's a good point, he mate. He's obviously saying it might be in for a bigger, a bigger move ahead. And to be fair, he's been backed up a lot of that in the community forum. A lot of people saying the same. Okay. And I just said, I mean, World Cup keepers performing well at World, Cup, World Cups don't necessarily lead to big moves. I mean, look at Achoa for Mexico or someone, anyone like that keep yeah. it, it, it keepers can have a brilliant tournament and then just fizzle out and be very, you know, just very ordinary. And, and it, it it can happen. And I think Emmy Martinez is in a great spot in Villa anyway. I think they've just got uh, just got taken over by a uh, new manager in, go on, what's his Emery. name? Emery, that's
1: it. Of course it is. And I think I think they'll I think Villa will be all right this year. I think he'll uh, be a nice piece for him. Didn't he fall out of favour at Arsenal with Emery in charge as well, though? So he did, It uh, could yeah. lead to yeah, maybe... He'd been with them for years, hadn't he? He'd been on
2: loan last... The stories are coming out now. He Was at, was it Oxford 10 years ago? Oxford or Oldham? It was Oxford 10 years ago. He'd been on loan at Reading three years ago. So, it, you know, it's only recently. And then it was a mm. an injury to Leno that got him in the team. He performed really well in the year that they then went on to the FA Cup and he was quite integral in that got the move to Arsenal, I think, for 20... Sorry, not Arsenal, Aston Villa for 20 million. Um, and then, well, you, you've you seen what he's done in his tournament with the saves he's made, and, and most importantly, his performances in the penalty shootout. So, definitely on the radar. But, yeah, like Sam said, I think if, you know, Gerard was still there and they were still underperforming and in the form they were in a few months ago, I'd definitely be saying, yeah, a bigger club's going to come into him. But maybe Villa have got lucky with the fact they've made the changes at the time that they did and he might stick around, but we'll we'll see. There'll be a lot of players now, as there always is after a major tournament. There's always sort of four or five players that really put themselves on the map, on the the bigger bigger stage, get a lot of eyes on them for the bigger clubs and end up making a move. We've spoken about it briefly already in a previous episode, but... Amrabat, Guardia. Mate, that Amrabat, right. How he plays and how he sort of Presents himself and how he carries that team and leads it. Like I genuinely thought he was like a thirty-three, thirty-four-year-old like veteran. How old is he? But he's not. He's like twenty-seven. Oh, is he prime yeah, then. prime? yeah, I couldn't believe it. So yeah, another one that could be looking at a really big move. We'll, we've we've got our team of the tournament that Sam's going to go through um, before the end of our football segment. But yeah, there'll mm. there'll be some players in there that are going to be prime for a big move in January, if not the summer.
0: Absolutely. Just uh, getting back to the the, the final. Because I do have a couple of points that I want to raise about yeah. it. Um, why did why was Messi, Messi asked to wear a? a um, if I get this terminology right, a beach? Uh um, I, I, I no don't idea. know. is not it just to do with like the being a part of the
2: culture of? What do, of, what do you what do you make about what, what's your, what's your what's your take on that? Um, I can understand why they did it, and I think if 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 any other player and any other country had won it wouldn't have been highlighted as much. But I think because of how much the football world has wanted that image and how that image will remain in football history forever, that's why it's getting the spotlight that it's getting. I think if England had won and Kane had lifted it wearing it, they, there might have been a comment about it, but it would have been fine. If France had won it and um, Lloris had won it, the, you know it would have been fine. But I think it's just because of the... The historical impact of Messi lifting that trophy—I think that's why it's got such a spotlight. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion.
0: No, you're probably you're probably right there. Um, I've seen seen a stat somewhere that, that Messi is the first player ever to score in every stage of a World Cup. Yeah, um, right. and I think that was this one. Did it all in the same tournament, and then really they also did, yeah. seen a second start about half an hour later, saying Argentina are the only team to be awarded a penalty at every stage of a World Cup. <laughs> so, yeah. so this this, uh, this World Cup, Argentina got on group stage, round of sixteen, quarters, semis, and finally had a penalty at every stage, which obviously he took and he scored. So that would that would make sense of uh, that start, the first start from Messi. Uh, what about Salt Bay? What on earth was he doing? On, on the, what's he doing on that <laughs> so side? Oh, it's like it's like Kevin Hart when Eagles won
2: um, Super Bowl and he got pissed and tried to get on pitch because he <laughs> like it just no place being there. But yeah, it was it was very it's strange.
0: It's absolutely outrageous. I have seen somewhere little little factoid for you that only the it. only the only people right that can hold. The World Cup trophy. This is why there's a bit of an uproar today about Salt Bay having pictures stuck with it. There's only former winners and heads of state are eligible to touch the trophy, or unless you've obviously just won it, so you'd be classed as a winner. But yeah. that's why, if you notice pre game, who, who brought it out onto the pitch?
2: Uh, I didn't catch it because I literally got back from being away like four minutes before it kicked off. So by the time yeah. I'd got in, got the telly on.
1: I, think it was like I didn't even watch it in. until the uh, last oh. <laughs> couple of minutes at the game, to be fair, until you, next time. Sorry, mate. It, it was um, it was Casillas.
0: Casillas brought it out. Oh,
1: my man, man. Yeah, my your favorite man. keeper of and all I, time. I,
0: and I thought it was a bit you know, bit out there. Why is he bringing it, of all people? But And then, obviously, I've seen that start that only former winners can actually handle it, so that, that's that's why they've done it. And then, all of a sudden, the Salt bay's there, outside at, at pitch, getting... <laughs> sprinkling getting salt pitch, on it. Sprinkling salt all over it. <laughs> I would say Jules made then, but it's not been that since the seventies, has it? It's just a yeah. World Cup trophy, now. But yeah, I, I went, still called um, it that other day. To be fair, so don't don't worry about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's stuck in my craw a bit that one. Salt Bay. So like, what absolutely...
2: about what about Aguero um, being a part of it then and lifting it? Because he wasn't a part of the team.
0: So what's well, I suppose that's broke protocol as well when you think about it.
1: I mean, I don't did he know... lift the trophy?
0: It was full kit, Wanko, Yeah, he yeah. got, it had gone you full. You John GT. Terry
2: saying, "If you're going to do it, you do it uh, properly." Yeah, shin uh, pads. Yeah, get shin pads and boots on. <laughs> that was quite funny.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> now that, um, but, but overall, what a final! I mean, I know I've literally covered it, blade of grass to blade of
1: grass. Uh, so, have you got any thoughts yourself, either one of you? I, um, I mean, I uh, only watched the on. last. I think it was like five minutes of regular time, then went on to extra time, and I just from there I just Where were you? like I was out and about. My nan's oh, my uh, washing machine broke, so I had to go and fit her a new one. So I come missed on, that. man! It Could you not have said, nan, Look, a
2: couple of hours won't you you're not put washing?
1: <laughs> no, because then Red Zone was on afterwards, so I'd have missed it all. So I went there and I missed uh, part of the, the World Cup final. But I, from there, what I grasped of it was that the game itself was phenomenal, and like Sam has just explained, it pretty much was. There or thereabouts, one of the greatest games of football that I've ever watched, just two very strong yes. sides going toe-to-toe with each other. And I'm a big fan and I know some people have posted like an obviously edited image of Ronaldo and Messi passing crowns down to Haaland and Mbappe. I really felt and, and enjoyed this World Cup in the aspect of it being kind of like a passing of the torch. Messi taking the first penalty for Argentina Mbappe taking yes. the first one for France. Leading by example. Yeah, two very strong characters, I'm sure, in, inside the respective uh, changing rooms. And then Messi, if he does retire at this point or if, if he carries on for another the year it's effectively going to be a case of now he's passing that on to Mbappe granted of a different nationality but another player that is going to go out there now and compete to be known as the greatest of all time or challenge all of Messi's titles and and accolades isn't he so I really enjoyed that aspect of it and I think the, the right team won in the end I think Argentina maybe let themselves down by it going to extra time but as a neutral I bloody loved it yeah, and yeah, you,
0: you you've just touched some. on it there with the uh, Mbappe coming along. I mean, three penalties in a game and he's buried every single one. Yeah. I'm, all I'm gonna say is, uh, are you watching Harry King? How can I say Harry Kane? Take <laughs> note. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's how you do it. And he's uh, he's a lot longer, a lot younger than you. Yeah, 23
2: years old and he's got 12 goals in World Cup. It's fucking outrageous. Wow. And he's what is he t- did close to have 14, 15? Was it? I think so. Oh yeah, 15 maybe. Yeah, so you would assume that by the time the World Cup in twenty twenty six in U.S., Mexico, and Canada is finished, Mbappe would be the highest goal scorer across all World Cups. But yeah, twenty three years old to have played fourteen World Cup games, sixteen, scored 12 goals. 16 yeah, goals, 16 So yeah, I mean, say. why? why it, it'll be it'll be another good tournament for him. To score five goals, but why not? But yeah, twenty three years old, twelve goals in fourteen World Cup games. He's already got a a World Cup, and he's the first male player since Geoff Hurst in sixty six. To score at trick in the final. So, you know, he he did everything that he possibly could to win that game. Um uh, unfortunately fell short, but I've not really got much more to add on that. in terms of the game, the first 80 minutes, let's be honest, was pretty by the numbers. France weren't particularly in it, as you said, Sam and in they didn't even have a shot, and it looked like Argentina had got the job done and we're and were gonna lift the trophy for Lionel Messi, but then it just turned into absolute chaos. And I know there's been a lot of talk, is it the greatest World Cup final ever? But Again, recently biased is coming into play here, but as a complete overall game spectacle, the occasion and what happened, like genuinely I, I think that's the greatest football game of any competition, any stage, any anything of of my lifetime. So I I can't see how I, I can't see how you can beat that. Like how how do you beat that as a mm. as a as an overall game in our lifetime? But yeah, phenomenal World Cup final, the biggest sporting occasion in the world. And and it delivered. So whatever the final is in four years' time, it's going to have a hell of a lot to live up to because, in that coverage to lead up that game, a lot of people will be talking about the uh, the game that we witnessed yesterday. So yeah, fair play to both teams.
1: There we go. And Argentina walk out as World Cup champions. Did we? Did you say at some point that you think that Messi's not done? Did I hear that right? Um, there was rumour that think... he's not done. He's going to try one more as champion. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what's been. Dashed about today, aren't they?
0: His command said he's not going to retire, which I yeah. personally think is a bit disappointing and a bit of a mistake. I think what a platform to retire on and just you know yeah. hang your boots up while you're on the highest of highs. He's not going to reach that high again. They're not going to go back to back. I don't care what anyone says. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it's the absolute no-brainer to retire, but that's uh, obviously his decision. There you go. If you he's...
2: wrote a movie on a, about a football like the Goal movies back in the yeah. day like that is the perfect ending. Like you couldn't let the 24 final losing an extra time. And that that image of him walking past the trophy, going to pick his runners up medal and and knowing that was his chance. And, you know, everything that we know has happened like that is the, the, you couldn't have written it any better than, than what happened if you were to write that as a movie. So yeah, it it seems like it's only going to be downhill from this moment, but look, if he wants to play in that shirt and, Wear the gold
0: badge on there and all that kind of stuff. Then, then why not? He's in it. Speaking of movies, let's uh, not forget that the cameras have been following Messi around for the best part of a year. Yeah, covering his life. And how good is that going to be? This last uh, this last month, they,
2: they gonna are be- going to make so much money off the back of them winning the World Cup yesterday. It's going to be so much more popular.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that. Absolutely. I'm just going to whilst we. Uh wrap up on the World Cup final, discuss um the predictions that we had before the tournament began for the World Cup. So we're we gonna give a bit of credit to Mudge for this. He is away on, on holiday, but he's still sent yep. in for us. He's listened back to the World Cup preview show that we did um and put down all the predictions that we'd put forward as well. Um so skin you'd gone for a France versus Argentina final with France as the winners.
2: I did. I will also point out I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy. But um, I believe it was Kerouin right at the start of the to- uh, toilet tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck I got toilet from. Uh, right at the start of the tournament, put in the community forum about, you know, what are your predictions, top scorer, surprise team, all that kind of stuff. And I put for winner Argentina in brackets. I've bottled it in Fran- uh, on France because of their injuries. So I, I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like I've got to put it out there. But yeah, I, I, pre-tournament France to beat Argentina. I was so, so close.
1: Fair enough. You had the exact same final, actually, as Mudge. You went Argentina-France, and he'd got Argentina winners. Um, Kemp and myself had both gone Argentina against Brazil. I'd That's gone Sam here. Brazil winners. Kemp had gone Argentina winners. Um, Sam, you weren't a part of the show, but you did fill in a uh, one of those um, like charts yeah. as well, didn't you? So I'll let you go through yours, because I'm not quite sure. I'll just,
0: I'm just going to cover the final. I had a uh, France-Argentina final. And it was also one of the things where you, you had to predict each score per game, and I had, I backed two nil Argentina. Yes, yeah, and I backed two 0 Argentina. And it, as of eighty minutes, it looked like it was going to be an absolute world of prediction. But yeah, I did predict Argentina to beat France in the final, but I just didn't quite get the scoreline right. Uh, fair enough. I'm,
1: did you go for an out? Did you go for a top goal scorer?
0: I don't think I did. I, I really can't remember putting a, a top goal scorer forward. So, uh, yeah, okay. as I say, I weren't part of the, um, the World Cup preview show, so I, I don't think I put one forward. That's fair. Let's be
2: fair. Whoever he, he picked, if he did pick, would have been better than Liam's prediction of uh, al Ali of <laughs> Katar being <and> the top <laughs> scorer. So, uh, no matter what it was, at least it wasn't going to be the worst prediction out there. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, it
1: probably would have been. I'd probably put Benzema in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, true. Speaking of Benzema, Kemp went for Benzema um, and said he's nice. in the form of his life. And then, of course, he Still went think out it's injured. a better pick than Qatar play. <laughs> um, Skin, you went for Harry Kane. Thought Benzema would That's favour right. on outright goals, though. And I'm, I'm, obviously, this was prior to Benzema missing out on the World Cup through injury. Um, yeah. Mudge went for Mbappe and made a point of him killing smaller teams with goals. Um, yeah. And I went for Messi with eight goals. Um, and he finished on seven goals and had more assists. Bad, so actually. had Mbappe Mr. not Pan scored as well, that, didn't he? he did. Yeah. So had Mbappe not scored that final penalty, Messi would have won the golden boot because he got more assists than Mbappe. So I'll take that as a uh, as a mini win because um, that's as close as I'm going to get to getting anything right as we've already established from all this prediction stuff that we do. Um, but I went for Brazil to beat Argentina in the final as well. So. It's a couple of different players there. Just a quick question for you both. Do you think that the final, Sam, uh, Skin, I'll come to you first. Do you think the final would have been any different had Benzema been fit and played?
2: Well, it'd be hard to say, no, he wouldn't have made an impact, especially when you consider that double change that France made after 40 minutes after the second Argentina goal. So yeah, would he have started over Giroud again? Who, who knows? they they could have completely changed the formation throughout the tournament the starting lineups it, it, it's hard to predict or say what they would have done so yeah having a player of Benzema's calibre starting or you know available to come on is it, not going to have a negative impact but Dembele was definitely that weak link at, at the top as we've mentioned already I just don't know how you then fit Benzema into that whilst also keeping say Olivier Giroud on uh, as well but yeah it, he wouldn't have
0: had a negative impact, would he?
1: No, that's well, understandable, Sam.
0: Yeah, I mean, you say that. However, Benzema went missing for a couple of years, didn't he, in the national side. They, it was, they went on to win the World Cup without him in 2018. Yeah. They brought him back for the Euros, and then they went out to Switzerland. So, you know, it's, they did. It, when he's played, I, I don't think his... I don't think he really suits their system in these in knockout games. It can he'll score all day long against these minnows in the group stage, but at Giroud is just the perfect striker for them. It's it's weird. It's so weird because he's not not quick, but he's just an out and out striker. It's um, that
2: movement into it? it's that it's that first couple yeah. of steps just in his positioning.
0: It's just a focal point, isn't he? He's big. He, he can get him end as you know, with his head. Um, I I think Giroud's a better striker in that system. That sounds outrageous to say over a Ballon d'Or. No, it man, really
2: no. Does. No, you're absolutely right. Like, you're absolute fan saying that. He's France's top scorer of all time, so it's not,
0: it's not yeah. that outrageous. I suppose so. But yeah, I think you'd you'd think the loss of a Ballon d'Or winner would massively any team, but. I do think France just don't miss Benzema, and now it, it, obviously we, we just found out today that he's retired as well because he's had a um, had a bit of a history with Deschamps, and apparently yeah. he would have been fit for the round of sixteen, like I like essentially Neymar or you know a couple of others that that happened. I mean Neymar, yeah, were injured in, during the tournament, I guess, but um, and and Deschamps sent him home like a couple of day, they picked up the injury a couple of days before the World Cup started. just sent him home. The doctor said he could, you know, potentially appear after the round 16. He says, Deschamps says, no, just go home. And then that was apparently the one that just, he thought, well, fuck you then <laughs> for lack of a better word. And just completely severed ties. I think the club, do- uh, the France doctors and Deschamps, they tried reaching out to him while he was at home. And he just completely blanked them from stories we're hearing today. Wow. And then trust him as, as we, as we see that he has now officially retired. So, I don't think they'll miss him. I really don't.
1: No, that, that's understandable after what happened in the uh, in the final. I guess getting all the way to the final without him, but they had quite a few injuries throughout as well. So that France side, I think, in a couple of years in the Euros and then four years again in the World Cup, are going to be quite yep. a force. let's move and, on and, and, oh. and this just before you do move on and that oh. is why it's
0: such a bitter pill to swallow For the, going, going back to that England quarter-final people are getting so many different excuses on, on the ref and whatever the truth is that was a weak France side that was a yep. weak France side it depleted the two centre mid Rab, Rabio and I mean, Chiuameni has an outstanding tournament don't get me wrong but the usuals in Pogba and Kante that sit there they're going to be back soon um they're gonna, you know, Varane went, not even fully fit to start a tournament. Yeah, uh, that's probably why Benzema actually thinking about. It. That's probably why he has gone because they thought. Well, it's taking Varane. He didn't start the first few games. Why? Why can't he start me? But there we go. Now I think um, I don't even know. What I'm about to say now. So you I'm mentioned just, well, the bit of Bill well well, to about gets stronger.
1: About yeah, yeah, about losing to France. Everyone's going on about Mbappe and how he's performing. And don't get me wrong, he's, he's obviously obviously world class player. But where was he against England? He was practically non-existent, we, and we still yeah. and we lost, and when we took the game against possibly one of the best players in the world at the moment. So that's why I'm finding it a bit of a yeah, it, bit of pill to swallow. It's, about. T- it's
2: tough, mate, and it and it always will be. But you look at the Morocco game and how easy it well, how not easy as such, but say comfortable France won that game. You think ah, come on. And then France went in that game for that first hour and it's not to say we would have gone in and we'd have been drawing with Argentina or winning at that point because you never know. And, and Argentina are a, a fantastic side who have been in great form other than that loss against Saudi Arabia. But you do think... I, I disagree with the-
0: it. I disagree with you, Nick. I I honestly believe Morocco were a better side against France. Yeah. Uh, There's more of a reason we, we should have beat him. I, I honestly believe Morocco should have had a penalty. They should. Have, they did post a few times. I, I believe they were a better side against France myself. Yeah.
1: I just don't think they've a, they've got that just, bit about them to take their chances. And I think that's what really let them down and nearly let them down against Portugal as well. And yeah. against and, Spain, that, and so. that's just
2: that difference in quality, isn't it? Like heart and desire and determination and and consistency and discipline will get you so far. But that is why more often than not, pretty much every single tournament, we, we spoke about it the other day in the previous show about teams that make the semis and play in the third place playoff. That is why there will... Nine times out of 10 be a surprise team in the quarterfinals. It's been Croatia in the past. It was Morocco this time, your South Korea's, your Turkeys, all those kind of teams that have been there. But that is the difference between when do they make the final? When do they win? Mm -hmm. They they, they don't. They only ever seem to make the semis and play in that third-place playoff. Because like you said, Adam, like they are just missing that little bit. They are just missing that bit of quality that will get them over the line and get them into that final to give them a chance of winning. And and that is the difference, ultimately. So you're right in saying that. Do you
1: think that's them done then? Do you not think Morocco will be back a bit stronger? And I'm not saying they're going to be like world champions or anything, but do you not think they could maybe give them sort of games to get to that stage again? It depends,
2: doesn't it? Like
1: the, The manager did a
2: phenomenal job with only eight games managing, well, up to the point of us first mentioning it does a club come in for him now who then comes into that role and do they get the same out of them that he did they they've got they've got some they've got some very 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 good players are any of them world world class hakimi maybe had class as world class but other than that it's a team of, of very good players and and below and again it, they might not benefit in 4 years time but could they benefit in say 20 30 years time when kids nowadays are inspired by what they see and football is is there's more investment in football in that country and stuff like that. You don't know. So they might not benefit straight away, but they might do, you know, in generations to come because of their performance.
0: If I know Mr Thomas Kemp and if I know he's listening to this, <laughs> I know he is absolutely raging at you calling Hakimi world class. Uh, I just know it. He's steaming right now. They, well, he thinks it's Kevin be- Keegan's second-best best England not, manager, so... He's <laughs> it's,
1: it's not best at world, mate. He's like, not world-class in his head. His, his yeah, Excellent. Let's it. move on to the team of the tournament that we've put go together.
0: On, Here we
2: go. The Loaded Sport team of the tournament. This is it. Prestigious, this- if you're in this.
0: We've all uh, got our heads together, and we've put the team together. We're going for a... Um, it's a 4-3-3, because I felt like we needed... Um, a few more attackers in there if you know what I yeah, mean you can't go straight 4-4-2 nowadays can you no, it's no, a dead no. formation it is it is unless you're Argentina who of course won the World Cup with it so there you go um... <laughs> yeah, that shut me right <laughs> up straight away didn't it <laughs> fucking hell fuck that right up uh, so in goal now well, we're back in and f- to in and fro in with this one we've gone Emmy Martinez, the little bugger from Argentina. <laughs> that's, uh, that's his, his name. That we don't is. know what our, it is in Argentinian. No, Just that's what we. Little little bugger. That's his. we uh, would have to find out what the Spanish um, equivalent yeah, to that Spanish. is. Um, yeah, obviously massive in, in a couple of them shootouts they've had. Uh, it was the uh, your Croatian boy went. It was the other honorable Kovic. Yeah, It
2: yeah, was it was absolutely phenomenal. I think. Uh, Emin Martinez was fantastic at points, but I, I still do think that if you go back, not that you will, but if you went back and watched Brazil against Croatia, oh, yeah, that's the second half performance of Leverkovic was absolutely phenomenal. He currently plays for Dino Zagreb. I think, again, he's 27 years old, so would not be surprised at all if, if some sort of bigger European clubs come sniffing around him uh, by the end of next summer because, it, yeah, he, he was absolutely phenomenal
0: yeah um so going into defense now uh, right back is someone we've just mentioned and um, you said is world class and it? it's hakimi we're going with
2: Oh, our team of the tournament it must be at least all right then
0: <laughs> it's uh, part of the part of the back five was it four or five i got the change they played four yeah uh, played four four for the most part yeah he was um four clean sheets in the in the tournament which is absolutely fantastic for a side like um like Morocco so, yeah, I thought we'd better honour that And he bar, deserves but... credit as well for that ice-cold-as-fuck
2: penalty against Spain oh. <laughs> to win
0: it. Oh, Penenka. He's gone yeah. Penenka did, not he? Straight down middle. That one, naughty. Uh, two centre-backs have gone Varane and uh, your man Guardiol. I know you oh. um, You rate him very highly as a youngster. Just 20 years old, mate. Absolute beast. Yeah, he's uh, another, uh, yeah, another one, isn't he? He's uh, looking for... Some kind of move, you'd think. Varan, we've put him in there. I mean, it was a toss up between him and Romero. Um, I did go with Varan just because he'd it, it just come back from injury. I know he didn't play the first game. I think. Yeah. Uh, and he was just—I thought he was an absolute stalwart at that back. He, he, he just looked like he belonged, and he just showed up. Open, um, open, at the side of him. Because right back they didn't look too good, did they? France with uh, Koundé playing. Normally a centre-back playing outright, so I thought Varane had a lot to cover there, and he, he did it well. Yeah, definitely. So, moving into the midfield, I have gone... Don't forget left-back. Oh, sorry. You're right. Of course we are. We've, uh, and again, this has been quite debatable because...
2: Yeah, we've gone back and forth on this big time. There's been, a,
0: there's been about three people we've mentioned on this, and to be honest with you, there's not. I don't think there's been a, a great left-back at this tournament. I really
2: yeah. don't. Adam was really, really behind
0: Luke Shaw, ain't he? He show up about putting him <laughs> in, but <laughs> the joke there is that it was in fact Mister Dawson. It was,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Like you said, there's been no one that stood out, so yeah, I was all
0: for putting him in. It is, but it just it was just so average. Like it, it played okay. Like I yeah. it went, it went one of England. It went England's best player. So therefore, I think Bellingham were England's best player. And and, and to be honest, spoiler alert, we had not got him in. So, um. Yeah, it, it ain't going to get in. So we've gone Guerrero uh, for Portugal left back. He chipped in with a goal. I thought he was always always there on that left-hand side, pushing right up. He offered that um, that eye press. Uh, he got a couple of assists as well. Uh, so, yes, moving into that midfield role, we've gone three here. Uh, first one is Anton Griezmann. Now, the absolute nerve of this guy to just think over the last month, you know what, I think I'm just going to decide to be best center world. And it he he absolutely dictated every single game France had. And I think he was probably France's best player. Uh, I say that with, obviously, Mbappe there. Mbappe was the spark, the, the star quality that got them the goal, that got them over the edge. But he ran every single game, I thought, yeah. Griezmann. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, it was unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah. him And then his teammate at the side of him. I've gone for to too many as well. I have... Um, <clears throat> I've involved him. Another young guy scored a bit of a screamer against England. However, on that goal, just um, I did see something Ben Foster said on his yes, um,
1: yeah
0: on, yeah great on podcast, podcast by the way oh unbelievable and he said that nine Premier League keepers out of ten would have made that save because yeah. they they he should have overcompensated for the for for the, the how he swerved he says by just before the ball crossed the line. It wasn't in that far corner. It only went really into the corner as it crossed the line, and he says it should have dived further than the post just to overcompensate the reach. Which obviously we all know he's not really got a great reach anyway. And he yeah. thinks nine times out of ten that should have been saved. He thinks if Pickford's really honest with himself, goes back and looks at it, he probably will agree with him as well. So yeah, you know,
2: and that's kind of been one of Pickford's, Pickford's biggest downfall. Into is that it if a goal's in a corner, he, he yeah. He, can't get, can't
0: get to it. Yeah,
2: I don't want to say he's a bad shot stopper because he's not, because he has made fantastic saves. But you look at like Perisic's well, the two Croatia goals in the World Cup semi final yeah. in 2018, like they, they were just a bit away from him and he couldn't save them. And quite a few of England's goals that he's that he's con- goals that he's conceded for England have been like that. So yeah, I can definitely see why Foster's come to that conclusion because yeah. that does seem to be the biggest sort of weakness in Pickford's game.
0: Yeah, but anyway, I don't, don't want to take any away from uh, Chiuamani because it was still a fine finish uh, from a young man who, who was in there to replace Pogba and Canty. So massive shoes to fill. And I thought yeah. him and Griezmann were outstanding. Rabio coming there, he did a good job as well, but he did more of a, the, the day to work. And I thought them pair was just tremendous. Probably best centre midfield pairing in the in the tournament for me. Um, And then the third one I've got to sit in there and do the day to work for for our team I've gone for the boy Amrabat, who we've mentioned a few times. I don't yeah. think he lost possession. Lynchpin, absolute Lynchpin. You sit him just behind them pair. You're laughing. You were a tackling machine, just never gave up possession. And uh, and yeah, I thought I thought in our little team here, I think he's just going to sit in the anchor where Griezmann and Choumanic can just push on slightly. Uh, and then going for the three forwards, I think this is quite easy to uh, easy to guess where I've gone here. So obviously we've gone the goat number one. I've played him slightly on the right. I know he's cheating a little bit, but seven goals, three assists. Uh, you know what? What more can can you say to yeah. just, justify to get him in that team? Um, on the left-hand side, I have gone Mbappe again. I don't really need to say much more. Eight goals, two assists. Unbelievable performance in the in the final. Such a young age, and then. Up front spearheading, I've gone for the young Alvarez, the Man City forward, with his yeah. four goals. Now, I do want to give honourable mention here to Giroud, because I did actually have him as a placeholder in there to start with. especially shit the it, didn't yeah. I did shit it, big time. Especially with the fact that he had broken France's all-time record. It was just for the fact that that Alvarez, it just it gave, it enabled Messi to do so much more. It, they are shown a couple of his stats during the final, and it was always the highest runner on the Argentine team. And it was yep. his running in behind constantly just freed up so much space for that 10, you know, the 10 space in behind, just below the striker, which obviously Messi just is going to thrive in that position. So, yeah, that's the team. So Just to recap, that's Martinez in there. And then I've got Hakimi, Varan, Guardiola, Guerrero, and the back four. Then it's Griezmann, Amrabat, and Chuameni is my midfield three. And Messi, Alvarez, and Mbappe. The front three, I think every one of them on there had an absolutely outstanding tournament. And um, I'd like to hear your boys' your boys' opinion. Any honourable mentions potentially? Uh,
2: for me, the only one other than the ones that you've mentioned already, I'd say Denzel Dumfries at right back. Yes, yeah, so. was phenomenal. No, Netherlands only got to the quarterfinals, but he was he was sensational. So yeah, the, other, other than what you've mentioned already, I can't really think of anyone other than him, that, that deserves a shout-out. But what a prestigious acc- accolade it must be to be a part of the Loaded
1: Sport uh-huh. team of the tournament. The, the first ever yeah. Loaded Sport team of tournament.
0: I've fairly. just got that's one it.
1: question about it. Go for it, mate. It's a very, very strong team. Well, it's not going to be a but shit one, Who is it? would you have managing it? Oh, yes, it's a good uh,
2: point, are, actually. Are we, are, and are we saying, are we uh, classing this as manager of the tournament to manage this
0: team, yeah? I yeah, think so. so. I think yeah, it yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Manager of the on tournament. It. I mean, go we, on then, then, Sam. we have mentioned it. Um, go on. Now I'll, I'll let you. I'll pass this one on to you.
1: Well, if anyone should deliver it, it's his question. So, Adam, go on, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you both bottled it. It's fine. It's uh, Walid Regragui. <laughs> now you can see why we both passed it up <laughs> the Morocco manager there you go I'll let yeah. you run through your stats now I've said the name but yes the Morocco go. manager I think it speaks for itself doesn't it they've done extremely well to get to where they've got to I think that was their first loss as well with him in charge yeah. so what he's built with that that squad as well I don't think that that's the last we're going to see of that Morocco side I think he'll probably have another another tournament there um, and hopefully we'll see them in the knockout stage as well and hopefully we'll get the draw against them I reckon that would be a not an easy win for us, but a nice stress-free one is what I'm going to say.
0: Well, it took over what nine games ago? Yeah,
1: nine
0: games. I think it was eight games before. Maybe uh, ten the, now with the third place. Players. Oh, is it okay? I thought nine was yeah. that game. Um, yeah, and he's lost one game. Uh, well, t- well, two, I suppose. Obviously, if you're looking at your, your your quarters and no, your semis, isn't it? They made the semis. The semis Jesus yeah. Christ! Your semis and your your, your third place game, but uh, before then, it's what they conceded one goal, I think, in eight games. Yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah. Unbelievable, semis. mate! What a record! What a record! So, yeah, I think he he rightfully gets the um the manager's job for uh, for Loaded Sport FC,
1: and that is our team of the tournament. Nice, Skin boom, boom! I'll come over to you now for the uh, locks of the week, the wild cards that we've done for this past weekend.
2: We're going straight into that, are we? Okay, so let's do it now. I will preface this shout out to Tom Kemp this by saying that. Uh, Ag went for Sheffield United, who are currently playing. At last I checked, they were 1 0 up at half time. I've just checked and they still are 10 minutes into the second half. And Sam picked the Green Bay Packers, who are not playing to that. So we've made the agreement in the group chat that moving forward, we'll we'll only select games that will have been completed by the time we record this show, just to make sure that we've got uh, the right, you know, we can properly review the the picks especially with um spoiler alert coming in january i've put it in the in the forum already and on our facebook page but in january we will be starting a listener section we call it the listener lock-in or whatever you want to call it but each week on our preview show we're going to have a special guest in where they will pick a lock a scorer a wild card for the upcoming weekend and then they will have to predict predict three scores that they will pre- be presented with at time of recording. And then we'll have a leaderboard throughout the rest of the season. And that will run up until the end of May when uh, English football finishes for the summer. So, yeah, looking bring forward A-game. to getting this. Yeah, bring your A-game, do your research, take it seriously. And whoever's top of the leaderboard out of a possible six by the time we're done, we'll we'll win a nice little prize. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting different opinions in and different personalities. But um if you do want to get involved in that, and again, you are you are new to the show, Search for Loaded Sport on Facebook. If you want to be a part of our private forum, it's Loaded Sport Community Forum. Also on Facebook, as always, search for Loaded Sport on either Spotify or YouTube and follow, subscribe do the usual stuff. Twitter is at Loaded Sport and Instagram is at uh, Loaded underscore sport. And TikTok also, we've had some really good viral content or some really... Engaging content and numbers recently on there, and that is at loaded sport as well. So, join in, get involved, chuck your comments, give us your feedback and your opinions on on the show and and your opinions on sport, um, and also review us and recommend us because, as I've said before, and as we've said, that is the key to to our continued growth, which has been really good so far. But just thought I'd very quickly put that in while we're talking about listeners. So, the locks of the week
0: for football just to to stop you there, I've just seen Sheffield United have just gone 2 0 up, so I think Ang's on his way
1: there.
2: Yeah, early payout on Bet365 and Skype Bet that, so we'll give you a tick for that, shall we? Thank you. Um, and just really, really hope that Wigan don't come back, but we'll uh, we'll acknowledge it Thursday if we need to. So I went for Leighton Orient. They were top of League One. I had them in the, my last man standing that I run as well. Uh, they were 2-0 winners, so that's a tick for me. Uh, Ag, Sheffield United, as we've just mentioned, they're currently 2-0 up, so we would like to assume that they will be comfortable. Sam, you went for Sheffield Wednesday, the other side of Sheffield, and they, I believe, drew 0-0. So yep. Uh, yep. that unfortunately is a cross for you um, on the locks, and you've got to be fuming, considering that you're putting money on this. Um, yep. And it was quite a good bet as well. And Mudge had Argentina to lift the trophy, doubling down on this pre-tournament prediction, and he also got that right as well. Um, the scorers, I went for Danny Johnson of Walsall. Unfortunately, that one was void because the game was called off. Um, Aggie went for Danny Sargent of Norwich, and the US and A uh, he didn't score. Uh, Sammy went for James Collins. He didn't score. If you'd gone for McGoldrick, you would have bagged because he <laughs> got Hattie in that 4 0 win.
0: Top boy. Uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. What a performance from them. The, excuse me, climbing and on the way back. We run
0: away, boys, run away.
2: That's the one. And Mudge uh, went for the goat himself, Lionel Messi, and that came in nice and early with that penalty. So Mudge was the only one to get a scorer out this week um, across both sports. But sorry for the spoiler on what's coming. in the NFL. I should have. Um, On to wild cards. Again, I had a void uh, with Shrewsbury uh, being postponed due to the weather. So I finished with a perfect one out of one this week on the football. (laughs) Um, Ag, you went for Forest Green against the aforementioned Derby (laughs) County and they got absolutely battered for Nelson. That is a cross (laughs) for you, mate. Uh, Sam, you went for Wickham to be second in the table. Ipswich, and they did. Uh, No, Plymouth Plymouth is up in League One, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, they are now. I thought they were before as well. No, no, Ipswich Ipswich were first. First versus ninth. There we go then. Well, you've got a nice big fat green tick for that one, mate, because Wickham did win, and then Mudge had Morocco to win the third place playoff, which we know they didn't. So that is across uh, there. So out of a possible one, two, three, four, five, six, seven football predictions, we're obviously not including the uh, the voice for myself. So that's actually six six picks. Sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve picks. We got one. Two, three, four, five out of ten. So, not the best week there, lads, but must do Sam, must do better. And and depending on the result in the Packers game tonight, mate, you're going to be absolutely kicking yourself. Because as we mentioned last week, you do like to stick a tenner on, on the eight selections over the locks. And so far, we are six out of seven. No, we're not, mate. Why aren't we? Because
1: Vikings lost. No, they didn't.
2: No, they didn't. They won in overtime.
0: Wait a um, minute.
1: Then yeah, we'll, they did. we'll
2: get into We'll get into that, mate. A little spoiler coming up for the NFL section. The Vikings now have overcome the biggest ever deficit to win an NFL game that they somehow won after being 33-0 down to win 39-36 in overtime. So, uh, yes, Sam, as it stands, seven of the locks have played, six of won, and the only one that hasn't won is your Sheffield Wednesday pick with the Packers still to
0: play tonight. So. All I'm going to say is what a twat I am. <laughs> you know the reason why I said they lost? is because I'm on bet 365 right now because I have got a treble on that involves Sheffield United. And just an FYI, they haven't actually given me an early payout, which I'm a bit fuming with. Um, Also, I've I've also got Sporting Lisbon who are 5-0 up, who also don't have a tick either. So, I'm uh, not too happy about that. However, the point I'm making is Vikings have got a big cross at the side of it and I'm thinking, what the hell are you on about? Vikings and Chef Wednesday both let me down and then I see that I accidentally backed first half money line with the Vikings. Oh, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were 33 and all down, mate, so I definitely <laughs> worth <weren't> coming in.
0: <laughs> what a
2: dickhead. It's a, it's a good effort. So, yeah, the the locks this week, really, really good. If you, uh, if you do decide to start backing and moving forward like Sammy's, remember to Please gamble responsibly and only gamble what you can afford to lose. I would like to put that
0: out there. But yes, yeah, so some really good picks there. Uh, I, think so it, far um, this week. I think I'm proving that. While I'm absolutely unbelievable at picking a, a, an underdog <laughs> to win, I am absolutely shambolic at securing yeah. a lock. Something that you should be, as I always say, should be something that you're willing to bet your mortgage on. A lot coming in. I, I think I've I've not hit on my last three now. I think with my yeah, lot that's, so. that's rough, mate. And and from twenty twenty
2: three when we start after Christmas, I'm going to keep a tracker for the whole of the year, and then we'll yeah. we, we'll assess the scores come the end of the year. But yeah, you, you've got what two weeks left to to iron that shit out, mate, because you yeah. don't, you don't want that hanging over head throughout twenty twenty three. But As you said there, you're good at picking uh, the underdog and and we'll get more into that once we cover the NFL picks uh, shortly because you've landed on an absolute diamond this week. I
1: have. There we go. In just a few moments time, we'll be back to review week 15 of the NFL season. Welcome back to episode fourteen yes, of mate, Loaded Sport.
0: Loaded sport.
1: Come get we ready. Your Are we ready, daily. yeah? We're good to yes, go. Right, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. good, good, good. Then let me carry on. Episode fourteen of Loaded Sport. We're now gonna review Stop the weekend's action. What?
2: Stop saying spec.
0: What? Stop sport. saying spec sport.
1: sport. Loaded sport. <laughs> Is that better for you? Yeah, that's right.
0: Fuck off. (laughs) (sighs) Right, come on, I'll take control, right? I'm working with fucking amateurs. Crack on with NFL, come on.
1: (laughs) I know how Aaron Rodgers feels now.
0: Oh fucking god!
2: <laughs> Carry on, right? Come on, let's let's go straight into it. What's talking point? Straight in. We've hey.
1: spent a minute listening to your laugh, right? Week on, fifteen on, of load of fuck off. Not oh, I'm lost now. <laughs> 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 Blow me completely off it.
0: <laughs> week fifteen of load stuff.
1: <laughs> Ag, are you okay, hon? <laughs> oh, mate. Oh. I'm too old 15 for this. of the NFL. What do you right. want to talk about, Aggie? Let's roll. I don't know. Let's start looking at uh, some Holy of the sport. results. Let's ride. The Chiefs against the Texans. Everybody expected this to be a clear win for the Chiefs. It wasn't oh. quite, as the Chiefs walked away 30-24 winners in overtime. First of all, Skin, oh. your thoughts on that?
2: Mate, fair fucks to the Texans. I mean, if you if you look at their recent form they're they're losing games, but not by a lot. So, I mean, they've won one game all season. Like last year, Lions are, aren't they? They're in yeah. every game.
0: They just can't Yeah, get a win.
2: yeah, you're absolutely right, and you know, it's tough because you get to this part of the season, and you are thinking that you know the, the draft mindset comes in, and you don't want to sacrifice what they've got, which is currently the number one overall pick. So, if it's tough, but. They are. If you look at that squad, it is a dead team, and I'm not saying it's just because they have got the worst record, but that is the worst squad on paper yeah, awful in, in the National Football League. They they have got a lot of work to do and a lot of pieces to fill before they start even thinking about becoming competitive in in the AFC and in the playoffs. So, but yeah, it's it's a bit of heart. They've got they've got Lovey Smith, who they've got Bears to the last Super Bowl, not too far off 20 years ago now. Uh, it, he's clearly coaching that that mindset and yeah, what can you say? Fair play to him. They didn't win, but to take Chiefs who are one of the best teams in the NFL right now to, to overtime and and lose right at the death, fair play to them. But yeah, like you said, Adam absolutely would have expected a, a three plus score win by the Chiefs based on recent form and teams and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, nothing but fair play to the Texans, but Chiefs roll on, now 11-3, and lead the AFC. And quite honestly, I can't see
1: that changing between now and the time that the regular season ends. Agreed. They are one of just three games that went to overtime on Sunday. Another one, Sam, I'll come to you first for just quickly to mention, the Cowboys 34, the Jags 40. If there's ever a chance for the Jags to start to turn things around and get themselves into the playoffs, they're now realistically within a shout of grabbing a place, aren't they?
0: Well, I mean... If I don't say, I've seen it coming, I'd have been lying. It was, yeah, we'll um, get into that, won't we? We're, we're meant to be saving the well, argue, but well done. Was we? say, I can't really not go into it. Now. Are you joking? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Carry on. No, it, it's fine. I am going to say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that This, obviously, if you was listed last week, you'd have known this would have been my lock of the... Sorry, wild, lock, lock. wild card. Adam, you've got us all fried, mate. <laughs> your, 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 intro Come on, stuff, lads. your intro's playing on my mind. Now, Come on, I, pull yourselves together, lads. We've got it, we've got it. I backed the Jags as my wild card. I that said uh, Trevor Lawrence is coming on leaps and bounds. You asked me for a reason. That was pretty much the only reason I gave. So I've seen enough of Trevor Lawrence that he can cause an upset. He finished a stat line, 318 passing yards, four touchdowns and an interception. We yeah. 27 completions out of 42. Unreal stat line, that, to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, against that
2: Cowboys' defence, for the most, I think there's what? out of the 13 games prior, they I don't think they had more than three games where they conceded more than one offensive touchdown in a game. Oh, wow. Great best start. defense in the league. Phenomenal. He's put up 40 points against them, thrown over 300 yards and four touchdowns. So, yeah, what everything that you said in, in the preview show last week, he's backed up. And I know I had Trevor Lawrence as my player of the week last week, and we, we spoke about how he was coming into his own, starting to look like the kind of player that the Jags wanted when they drafted him. And he seems to, have just gone on another level or even two since then. So excited to see what what he might produce next season with a couple more draft picks and a bit of work in free agency.
0: So just on a year two quarterback development, I'm going to go to your boy Mac Jones here because obviously there's been so much is that to deal with this year with the you know the in inability of the, the offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, this is what a year two jump should look like in Trevor Lawrence's completely night and day from his rookie year. Um, what's your thoughts on on Mac Jones and how he's been? Well, I've, I think this will be the third time now that we've
2: we've had some kind of discussion. And I suppose it's a good opportunity to get into the game. I, I can't I can't blame him. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence's stat line there. Matt Jones, by no stretch of the imagination, had any kind of good stat line last night against Raiders. But again, I'm just repeating myself, but he's got a failed defensive-minded coach as his offensive coordinator. In last week's win against the Cardinals, he was seen shouting at him in the sideline. Not for the first time. He was seen waving him off while Matt Patricia was trying to call plays. Like, what's going on so something needs to change and i am i'm, I'm genuine, genuinely worried about what next season looks like if yeah. they go in again with the current setup because we, again we spoke about this last week year 2 is so huge in a player's development you look at Justin Fields you look at Trevor Lawrence two players that had really rough starts to their nfl career last season and and are thriving this season so i'm i'm worried mate i am i am worried but 95% of that I wouldn't put down to reasons that are specifically about Matt Jones as a as a player to be honest.
0: That's fair enough and there's no uh, pulling all over your eyes that was exactly the reason why I mentioned it just so it can ease onto that Patriots Raiders game yeah. because holy shit I was still up when that game finished and that was the one of the wildest endings I've ever seen to a game in my what 10 years of watching NFL. Yeah. So The Patriots have got the ball. I think there's about, what, three seconds left on the clock. And they just call a running play. Just clearly just run the ball, hand the ball off, run the clock down and take it over time. Readers have gone into a prevent defence, which means that you're going to get a good couple of yards if you're running the ball against it. He he picked up, what, about 15 yards? And he was really trucking. It starts coming to a couple of tacklers. In, uh, next minute, he laterals it, which is his mistake to start with because he should have been tackled and gone down from that point. There was that no seems reason. to have been the play call, though, and we'll get onto this
2: very briefly after. But just to put it out there, based on the answer from Belichick in the interview after, it seemed like that was the play call to run that.
0: If that's the play call, and then, then this is on Belichick because I was going to put it all on. Was it uh, Jacoby Myers, wasn't it? So the ball yeah he threw it back, yeah, yeah. So were it Ramondre Stevens? Who, who yeah, yeah. So he threw it to Jacoby Myers. And then, obviously, in Jacoby miser's head, he uh, there, there's only one way of looking at this. He's gone into the thing thinking, "Oh shit, I've got the ball. We need to score. That's what he's thought. Is 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 on that sort of drill where it's the, the only time you ever do a lateral as if you're desperate and you need points. He's got the ball in his hands. He's thinking, "Right, I need to make a play now." He's made one. I need to make one. He's turned around and threw it back to quarterback. Yeah. And <laughs> Chandler Jones, of all the people that could have done it as well, the ex the ex Patriot. Yeah. Just, uh the biggest stiff arm into Mac Jones's uh, helmet and then away he goes and takes it to the house. It was just absolutely balmy. And I'm sat there, I'm sitting here thinking, as Charlie Nicholas has <laughs> said, uh, I'm thinking, oh right, Patriots needed must need to score then. They looked at score and they were tying and they were like, what on earth are they doing? Just take take overtime and go again. But now the uh, they, they decided to take the game's uh Take the game out of Mac Jones's hands and uh, just just gift it to the Raiders. It were, it was quite quite something to behold.
1: Yeah. You want to say nothing more <laughs> on that? I, I
2: I was I was literally just thinking as you came to the end there. Like, I'm glad you've covered that because I, I I'm I'm verging on genuinely speechless. <laughs> uh, like you said, they were they were tying. You you run that clock. Part of me thinks. What's the point in running that clock because you. you it's a one percent chance that he's going to get that fifty-five yards and, yeah, and score a definitely. touchdown. Yeah, there's not going to be enough time to make a run, stop the clock, take a field goal in a position where he was at that time. That, that you know, it was a, a, relatively decent attempt at a field goal. So I don't really know why they called that play. Um, in the in the interview media interview after Belichick said that Mac couldn't make that throw and that's why they didn't go for a hail mary. It was a fifty-five yard throw. If that's not burying your quarterback,
1: I I, I don't know what is, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Does that not make you worry a little bit, that he's given that comment on the back of the discussion yeah, about Mac Jones and the offensive coordinator, that he's backing yeah. his coordinator over backing your quarterback?
2: Yeah, 100%. Look, Mac Jones is is a national championship winner at college level with Alabama, and yes, he had phenomenal talent around him, but he made big throws. And he, he had the players that had the ability to make big plays, take the top off of, of defenses with their speed and all that kind of stuff. But we've spoken about it before with like Tua and Tyreek. And how Tyreek has to sometimes come back because he's so quick and, and Tua can't make that deep throw. But Mac made those throws. It, it, you only need to go on YouTube, put Mac Jones' college highlights in to see that he is capable of throwing that ball deep. So I'm, I'm, I'm pausing it. Doesn't make for great listening, so I apologize. But I, I, gen, how do you explain that? How do you justify that? You, you can't. And Matt Jones after said, "Look, it's on me. I should have made that block." Nah, no, that's bollocks. He's that's he's, he's 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 trying to you know he's trying to be a leader. He's he's trying to take one for the team. But yet again, as I've said multiple times throughout this season, it's it's absolutely not on him. What what, what can he yeah. do in that situation? Ball flies towards him. He's got. A player in Chandler Jones f- flying towards him. There's only one person winning that fight every single time, and, and it ain't Mac Jones. So, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I, I genuinely don't really know what to say. It was completely baffling. There was absolutely no reason to do it. And,
0: <sighs> but even even Belichick saying even Belichick saying he Mac can't make the throw. If he knows, if he genuinely. Leaves that, then he shouldn't have. been, That play shouldn't have happened. It should have just been taking a knee, and you go into overtime, and you and you you know you've reset, you go again. Yeah. So that's. I thought it was just a, Kobe Myers going rogue, and he's just lost his head. And I don't know. Well, he has to an extent, but if that's the true play call, so he's designed designed run that, and then for the running back to do a lateral, then that's entirely on him. That is on nobody else except for Belichick. Because like you say, they're
2: tying. So there's 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 no nothing, reason whatsoever. Nothing. If if they're down. You know, If they're down two, one, two, three, four, five, six points or whatever and they need a touchdown, then 100%. I, I still would disagree with Mac not being able to make that throw, but I'd understand the play call. But there's no reason to call that play in that moment in the, in that scenario. So that's why I'm just like, I, I can't explain it. They're the experts. They're the ones that are paid to do the job. They're the ones accountable. I, I, I can't see a, any explanation or I can't think of any explanation that would justify it for me to go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Anyway, let's move us
2: on. Yeah,
1: let's move on yes, to uh, the upset. Player of the Week. Skin, <laughs> I'll start with you to try and cheer you up a little bit. Let's go to you for the Player of the Week first.
2: All right, mate. Well, we've already spoken about this game, but Zay Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars has been absolutely fantastic for them recently. If you go back yes. over this last month to six weeks and look at his stat lines, he has been integral to the rise of Trevor Lawrence. He's been absolutely brilliant as that number two alongside Christian Kirk or or maybe even a 1B to Christian Kirk's 1A, and, yeah, has been has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, against the Cowboys, only six receptions, but 109 yards and three touchdowns, so contributed, what, 18 points of that 40 that Jags put on the board. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give Zay Jones, especially with the career that he's had, he came in with quite a lot of hype. He was very quiet. I think it was the Bills that he played for for quite a long time and, and was really quiet, but this last six weeks or so, He's. Which I don't know why, but he's looked, at, he's looked absolutely fantastic and probably, I'd argue, a top-20 wide receiver in the league. We've always been over the last four to six weeks. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give Say Jones, my player of the week, like I say, six receptions, three touchdowns, over 100 yards. Fantastic week and a fantastic
0: performance for him. Nice. Sam? So... I'm going to give it to a defensive player because we always go offence. Uh, I know Dawson went defensive the first time we did this. and I We P- won, that was it. We, <laughs> that was the only time we've done it. So I'm going to start trying to give a bit more love to the defence. And I'm going for one boy in particular, the rookie who played on Sunday night football, New York Giants defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau. So <clears throat> he recorded in one play, he recorded one sack, one fumble, one fumble recovery and one touchdown, all in the space of one play. He got the uh, he got the hat trick as they call it. He also had nine tackles to go with that, which I believe led the team. You just looking now? Yes, it did lead the team. Nine nine tackles, one sack, and as I say, uh, a strip sack return for a touchdown. So I'm going to give Kayvon Thibodeau my love and uh, give him his flowers this week because he uh, yeah, it's, it's finally starting to show why he was the I think number five pick overall. I think it was fourth or 5th win. weren't it might have been fifth, yeah? I think he was fifth, fifth. I believe. Yeah, and just on the on the back of that, did anyone have seen any highlights from the Giants Commanders game?
2: No, nope. I haven't, mate. No, I've only seen the um McLaurin.
0: I saw the like, final play. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird enter the game. So that's exactly what I'm referring to. So I don't know if anyone, any listeners have uh, seen this, but essentially Washington are driving down the field with like a minute minute left. This is to tie the game. Obviously, they're going to need a two pointer. Would it finish in twenty to twelve? Um, that was a score, not the time at night. And um, <laughs> <laughs> um out on on the outside, as the quarterbacks do to snap it, as Heineken do to snap it. Um, Terry McLaurin is out on the far side of the field, and he see he seems to have a little discussion with the the line judge who stood next to him. Yeah. And essentially what, what what we've now learnt is that the line judge is telling him he needs to take a couple of steps back because he's is not in line with the play. So he's like checked himself. He's then gone back to the line judge and said, am I OK? And the line judge said yes. Uh, he's then, the receivers then turned, Terry's then turned inwards to look at his quarterback to his left. So obviously the line judge is to his right. Um, as the ball snapped, the line judge has gone into his pocket and, it's, and he's pulled the flag anyway. So. There has been a lot of controversy about that cause. If to say it's the equivalent of, you know, as they said on Good Morning Football, a fifth grader going to his teacher, Oh, this is my homework. Before I hand it in, have I done right? They've said, Yeah, and then they've handed it in and then give him an F for it. Yeah, it's like it's checked with the line judge to make sure is this okay? He's given the all clear and then he's flagged him afterwards, which just seems crazy to me. So they got called for a flag on that illegal formation. And uh, they come back five yards, they go again, and then this time they throw it to the opposite side of the field and I don't know if you've seen this play or not, but I don't know how that hasn't been called for. This is the one that pass. I was referring to, yeah, defensive pass interference. the defensive back is draped all over the wide receiver. The wide receiver's facing the quarterback, and he's just coming through the back of him. Oh and, um, <laughs> it wasn't a flag is that uh, is beyond me, and the it's essentially a turnover on downs. Giants win it but Washington a couple of weird refereeing decisions there that I do think, I wouldn't say cost them the game because the, the Giants were actually the better team throughout but they definitely had a chance towards the end to at least tie it and, and
1: the, the referees didn't give them a chance to do that I think that gives the Giants the advantage heading into the playoffs as well, definitely with definitely. Uh, the win over Washington I think they've beat them uh, on two occasions now uh, my player of the week is Jerick McKinnon um, from the Kansas City Chiefs, nice. although we seemed surprised that the Chiefs did beat the Texans in overtime. Jerick McKinnon was absolutely phenomenal in these last two weeks. Um, he, he's racked up ridiculous statistics this weekend alone. He got 10 rushes for 52 yards and a rushing touchdown. Eight out of eight receptions for 70 yards and a receiving touchdown. And he got a two-point conversion as well. The rushing touchdown was the go, the, the game-winning touchdown in overtime as well to give the Chiefs the win. So getting involved in all aspects. I know the way that the Chiefs tend to use it at the moment is McKinnon tends to do more of the receiving uh, running back stuff. Pacheco tends to do more of the running running back stuff. And I think despite all the praise that Edwards Hilaire was getting last year, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for him to be able to get into any sort of... Um, Plays for the Chiefs next year with Al McKinnon and Pacheco are both doing. I don't know what you guys think.
0: It's um it's a fair comment, I suppose, but I think Edwards Elena they've got an embarrassment of Richard at running back, haven't they there, to be honest? They've which gone is...
2: really, really cold on Clyde, especially in the second half this season. I don't really know why, but yeah, His IR I mean, at the
1: moment, uh, but I mean when he comes back
2: it'll uh, probably but be a before bit before that though, they they completely dropped him. So uh, I don't know if they might be looking at using him as trade bait in the off season, or
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah, I, I don't know. Something they they are not seeing something from
1: him, but yeah, weird. There we go. I've managed to pick him up in two two fantasy leagues anyway, so I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, Skin will move across to the locks and the wild card results. Yeah, so I'm glad you said locks and wild
2: cards because the scorers don't need talking about in all honesty. But uh, still, locks. I went for the I, I went for the Eagles who won uh, in in a much closer game against the Bears, twenty five twenty, yeah, twenty five twenty. So I got both locks right this week. Ag uh, went for the Vikings as we discussed. They had a phenomenal game, overcame the biggest deficit in NFL history to beat the Colts on Saturday night after overtime. So they um, got Ag the tick and Sheffield United have now finished. So Ag, you got both your locks right. Um, Sam went for the Packers, which, as we discussed, play tonight. So that is to be confirmed. And Mudge went for the Chiefs, who, again, as we discussed, won in overtime. So Mudge also got both of his locks right this week. Uh, The scorers was an absolute shit show. Keenan Allen, Pacheco, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Uh None of them scored, so less said about that, the better, and we will do better on Friday's show for this upcoming weekend. And uh, The wild cards, I picked the Lions, as did Mudge and Sam. They were not the favourites against the Jets, so that classes as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, Ag, mm-hmm. Well, this is where I was thinking on Sunday night. Ag picked the Falcons, who had won one more game this season than the team they were playing, the Saints. So I was like, is that a wild card? But Saints won, so it doesn't really matter. And then the pick of the week is Sam's Jags, and for the first time in loaded sport history, we have someone that has completed the wild card double, and that is you, Sam, mate, with well Wickham done. and Jags combination. So wow. we'll we'll end on that, and and a massive well done. So that's how, I know you back the locks, and and it'd be it'd be a bit irresponsible to back the wild cards, but I'm sure Wickham and Jags' win combination would have been a very nice oh. double, but yeah, fair play to me. mate. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much indeed.
1: There we go. Uh, Skin, I normally skip over this bit, so I'll let you go ahead with your question of the episode.
2: Happy days. Well, what a week it's been, lads. Uh, I know we've we've carried the fort for the last couple of episodes. Kemp's been busy and Mudge, is, as, as we know, is away on holiday. Uh, shout out and a congratulations to Mudge and Catherine. He did say that I could mention this tonight. Uh, they have got engaged well in the Get Philippines. In. So uh, a massive, uh, a massive congratulations from us. And we can't wait to hear the stories once you're back. Congrats. Uh, Adel- congratulations. Is it is it that or is it Grats? We're we going with Gratz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I hate it, mate. Ate it. At Ben Mosgrove. Um, oh, mate. I, I don't get it. What's the point? But anyway, that guy? Sam, you've you've had a couple of questions already, mate. So Adam, I'm gonna come back to you, mate. I get my business. feet up then.
0: Yeah, you I get agree. your feet
2: up. Um, as there's nobody else here for me to go to. So, Adam, this question is for you this week. So, you are naked on a bed, you are one inch deep inside Sam's anus oh for fuck's sake (laughs) and and you have me one inch deep inside your anus do you move forward
1: or back forward and then back everybody and then forward what